And welcome to the February 17th edition of the Relevant Podcast, the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me today is um, a different kind of editorial crew. Kara Davis, our editorial director, is gone. She's off in Israel um, this week and next week. So we have uh, in her place some special guests. We have other staffers joining us for different segments during the podcast today. But here is managing editor Tyler Clark. Hello. And Jesse Carey. Hi, friends. Hi, friends. <laughs> Howdy do. All right, first up, as always, entertainment releases. Releasing in theaters today, the 17th, we have Freedom Land, starring Julianne Moore, Samuel L. Jackson, and Edie Falco. When a daughter disappears, a single mother blames an African-American man for the crime. During the resulting controversy, a detective and reporter work together on the ever-twisting case. Typical. Wanana. In a world. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Eight Below, starring Paul Walker and Jason Biggs. I, I can't stand Paul Walker. That voice makes me... Mm. All right. We also have Date Movie. Oh, boy. From two of the six writers of Scary Movie. <laughs> Did you see that on the commercial? Yeah. They're doing that from two of the six. Right? It took six yeah. people to write scary movies. Right. That, that's the scariest part. Yeah, of that yeah but they were all nine years old, so that <laughs> helps explain it. And also, the second chance, um, which we've seen. Yes. So the second chance is uh, starring Michael W. Smith and others. It's directed and uh, written and co-produced by Steve Taylor, who ran Squint Entertainment, the label from Six Minutes None the Richer. Um, and Chevelle and all those guys. And also before that, he was a recording artist back in the 90s. Um, Tyler and I saw this uh, pre-release a couple yeah. months ago. Yeah. And it's uh, we have a brief interview with Steve in our movie edition, which is out now uh, of the magazine, right? Yeah, it's it's good. I, um, it's uh, I think sometimes people kind of uh, get squeamish at the thought of a Christian movie. But this is this. It's very well done. It's it's good. Check it out. Uh, that'll do it for movie releases coming up in music on Tuesday. The new one from Dilated Peoples is coming out called Twenty Twenty. See Dilated Peoples, Dilated mm, Pupils. Clever. It's called Twenty Twenty. It's on Capitol. Eels uh, have a live album live from Town Hall on Vagrant. Elbow leaders of the free world CD and DVD on V Two. Uh, Maximo Park missing songs on Warp. The Fold. This too shall pass on Tooth and Nail. And mainstay, well-meaning fiction on BEC. Yeah. There Big you go. So, so that'll do it for entertainment releases. Up next, slices. The song you're listening to is "The Far Side." With Drop, it's not a new song, but the reason why we're playing it uh, this week on Relevant TV is that album was produced by Jay Dilla, who passed away uh, late last week and was one of the best producers in hip-hop. He did a lot of work with Slum Village, Farside, I mean a bunch of them, Q-Tip, and he passed away from kidney failure. And out of tribute for that, we decided to 
play on Relevant TV, an oldie but a goodie uh, Far Side's drop. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Death Cab for Cutie's Crooked Teeth. It was a lot of clanking and grinding. Um, they that that video is the feature video this week at Relevant TV. It's directed by a guy who did a lot of Peter Gabriel videos, and if you watch it, it's very obvious. Have you? I'm sure everyone's seen. Have, the video. Having never seen a Peter Gabriel video, I have you know. seen the oh, Sledgehammer video? Everybody's seen Sledgehammer. It's the same thing. It's like the stop motion claymation and stuff. Sledgehammer. I wanna be Sledgehammer. That's enough, guys. <laughs> um, that song was played so much on MTV that Peter Gabriel himself called MTV and said, "Please stop playing this. I'm tired of seeing it." I think that's funny. Did, did, Are you serious? Yeah. Did Peter Gabriel have the song where Chevy Chase is dancing in the music video? Um, no, that's "Don't Worry, Be Happy." Is it? No, he, and, th- and that random voice that you're hearing <laughs> is our first staff <laughs> guest uh, who hasn't been introduced yet. It's Azri Norman, who's our ad traffic coordinator. And uh, she's joining us for this segment. So, hi, Azri. Hello. She, we needed a female counterweight since Kara wasn't going to be here. And it was My Name is Al by Paul Simon. Oh. That was the video. <laughs> Paul Simon and Peter Gabriel. <laughs> so, tell us what you do. What is your job here? Um, my job is to listen to Ryan Adams as much <laughs> as possible. And um, just <laughs> pretty much post... Um, Ad work, make sure they come in on time. Ads for online it's and very print. important. It's a lot of ads flying around, especially with new magazines starting. Mm-hmm. So, well, thank you. It's for pretty busy. Ezri's a very cool girl. She's been with us for what not a year? Almost a year. Almost a, a year. Now. Wow. Dang. Yep. Nice. My lunch date's coming up. <laughs> 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 we take everybody out to lunch on their anniversary. It's it's a big to do. <laughs> everybody looks forward to the free lunch. Yep. <laughs> It's like, I was thinking about quitting at 11 months, but I'm going to hold out <laughs> hold out for that free, <laughs> that free Chipotle. <laughs> Chipotle. <laughs> Chipotle. <laughs> Chipotle. You're dyslexic, aren't you? <laughs> That's oh, Jesse. Nice. Uncle Jesse. <laughs> I'm a dyslexic editor. <laughs> <laughs> I think when, when everybody was talking about the um, who would play us in a movie, and we talked about that last week, mm-hmm. the best suggestion that we didn't get to talk about was somebody said John Stamos because he yes. played Uncle Jesse. <laughs> and you kind of look like yeah, John Stamos. I, <laughs> John Stamos. I don't I don't I've never I've never got that before, but I mean, let's face it, John Stamos is a handsome devil. <laughs> um I the suggestion for me was uh, Kurt Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm not 4'11 and weigh 93 pounds, I guess it's cuz the name Cameron was in there. And he's uh, he's a Christian icon culturally, <laughs> just like you. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk Cameron Strang. And we're changing the subject now, going back to slices. All right. In Australia, there's a controversial new um, abortion-inducing pill that is going to be made available soon. It's called RU486. And um, according to the story, uh, officials in the government are, are worried about uh, the effects of this pill. One, one official had actually talked to, to someone at a Muslim mosque that said that Australia is actually going to be a Muslim nation in 50 years. And the logic behind it is that uh, the government official says, I didn't believe him at the time. But when you actually look at the birth rate, we're aborting ourselves almost out of existence by 100,000 abortions a year. If you multiply that by 50 years, that's 5 million potentials Australian we won't have. And so their thinking is that the European, I guess, I, I'm not sure what the religious foundation of the country is. but Well, I mean, be, being primarily European, being from England, it would be Protestant. Yeah. You know, that would be the basis of their kind of, just like America. Yeah. Uh, their, ba- their background would be pretty much the same. So, I mean, that would be like the American president or 
or senator saying, you know, if we introduce this and abortions increase, it will kill off all the European descent people and you will have a Muslim nation in 50 years. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge statement for a, a major country to say. And, and it's an interesting way of looking at, at something like abortion and, and, and a pill that could make it so readily available is to look at so it easy, along yeah. the mm. lines of religion and, and two different cultures. I, I think when people uh, fight for abortion, it's about the woman's rights for her body. It's very personal. It's very individually based. And I don't think many people are stepping back and looking at the long term, the 50 year implications of the population impact that that's having. So, I mean, it's really it's really, I mean, horrifying when you look at, you know, that's an entire generation of people that won't even ever be in existence. Yeah. You know, uh, so it was uh, Valentine's Day just a couple of days ago. Um, hope everybody had a good one. And how, how was your Valentine's Day? <laughs> it was good. It was good. We uh, we tried, <laughs> decided to keep it low key. Um, what does that we, mean? Cheap? Uh, it means we did ch- Chinese takeout and stayed in and watched a watched a romantic movie. Cheap, Tyler, you are pathetic. <laughs> but we're going out. <laughs> we're going out for a nice dinner this weekend. Well, was it one of those things like you know? Hey, I know we'll we'll just play it low key, and she's like, oh, he's planning some big surprise, <laughs> and then the whole night she. So are you like? Are you sure she you want to stay do- in? The doorbell's gonna ring. Yeah. Or the limo's gonna pull up any minute. <laughs> Or Tyler comes out in a suit, but then like the doorbell does ring, and it's a Chinese delivery guy. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't that. She was the one that first came up with the uh, with the Chinese takeout idea. So I'm no newlywed or relationship expert by any means. But you will be next month. I will be next month, and then I can really start throwing some advice your way. But just you know, keep in mind Valentine's Day. It's usually a good idea. To go out and do something. <laughs> <laughs> That's a word of wisdom right there, my friend. All right. I'm getting mad about <laughs> it now. My, my, wife's, my wife's a sucker for flowers, and I never get her flowers, and she reminds me of that all the time. And so I had three dozen roses delivered to her at the office. Oh, I nice. saw that. I ordered my fiance flowers, and she works states away. So I was on the phone trying to figure out, you know, the delivery thing, and I paid over the phone. And so all day on uh, Valentine's Day, was it Monday, Tuesday? One of them. I, anyway, the, the whole day I'm like waiting for the phone call. I'm like, because flowers are not cheap. Right. Especially yeah. when you order them for delivery, you know? And so states away. He, he had drove all the way from Florida to Virginia. <laughs> no, but I, so I ordered them, and I'm like, I'm expecting a phone call any minute. I'm like, you know, I told the, I told the guy, like, she works from 830 to 530. It's got to be in that window, you know? And so 525 rolls around, and I'm like, she would have called and at least said thanks. So I called, and I was like, did you get your surprise? And she's like, uh, she knew what I was talking about. And so I was like, I was so angry. I was like furious because flowers are expensive, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so she's like, well, let me go wait a minute. And so while we're talking, she was wait a minute. Someone just came in, and some guy was like running in, like, is Dana Anderson here? And delivered the flowers. Ruined the surprise. It was a Valentine. I did ruin the surprise. But it, was it was a Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day miracle. miracle. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody okay. know the story of Saint Valentine? Seriously? Does anybody? No. No. I don't either. I think he was martyred. And why do we give people candy and flowers on his day? And of, where did of, Cupid come from? Of death. <laughs> yeah. Where did Cupid maybe come that's from? him as an angel? Maybe that's after he died. That's him floating around. Is he a baby? Seeking vengeance <laughs> with a bow and arrow. Maybe. Maybe his wish in life, like, 
was to just have candy and flowers sent to him all the time. So in honor of St. Valentine, we we give others flowers and candies. Little I, candies that say fax me. I don't know. Fax <laughs> me. My favorite is Email love me. me. It's like kind of <laughs> creepy. Like I want to give a girl a whole handful of hearts that say love me. And like just stare at her. <laughs> love me. E-D's. To your to your fiance, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Dana. Sure. <laughs> All right. Okay. Actually, I, you know, I asked my friend Google just now who St. Valentine <laughs> was. Um, it started in the time of the Roman Empire. It, uh, February 14th was a holiday to honor Ju- uh, to honor honor Juno. Juno is a queen of the Roman gods and goddesses. The Romans also knew her as a goddess woman uh, of women in marriage. The following day, February 15th, began the Feast of Lupercalia. Uh, the lives of young boys and girls were strictly separate. However, one of the customs of the young people was name drawing. On the eve of the festival, Lupercalia, the names of Roman girls were written on slips of paper and placed into jars. Each young man would draw a girl's name from the jar and would then be partners for the duration of the festival with the girl whom he chose. Sometimes the pairing of the children lasted an entire year, and often they would fall in love and would later marry. Under the rule of Emperor Claudius II, Rome was involved in many bloody and unpopular campaigns. Claudius the Cruel was having a difficult time getting soldiers to join his military leagues. He believed that the reason was that Roman men did not want to leave their loves or families. As a result, Claudius canceled all marriages and engagements in Rome. The good St. Valentine was a priest at Rome in the days of Claudius II. He and St. Marius aided the Christian martyrs and secretly married couples. And for this kind of deed, St. Valentine was apprehended and dragged before the uh, prefect of Rome, who condemned him to be beaten to death with clubs and have his head cut off. Oh, that's romantic. <laughs> he suffered martyrdom on the 14th day of February, uh, about the year 270. The pastors of the early Christian church in Rome endeavored to do away with the pagan element in these feasts by substituting the names of saints for those of maidens. And as the Lupercalia began in the middle of February, the pastors appear to have chosen St. Valentine's Day for the celebration of this new feast. So it seems that the custom of young men choosing maidens for Valentines or saints as patrons for the coming year arose in this way. And you know what? That makes total sense. Yeah. It does. That's interesting. Back to slices. You got anything, Asri? I do. Um, popular website among young people, MySpace. Young people. Um, <laughs> what are you, like 45? Yeah. Young people today. Um, <laughs> well, MySpace is putting out their own cell phone um, where you can update your probably your picture, um, blogs, lurk on people from your cell phone, anywhere you are. That's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty. Are you gonna own pretty one? Pretty sketchy. Uh, let's be honest. I'm gonna run out and buy one, and so is Corey <laughs> <laughs> and Suzanne. <laughs> the relevant magazine uh, MySpace page, which is new, it's a few weeks old. We have over a thousand friends, so thank you for doing that. And if you have a MySpace page and want to be our friend, be our friend. I have a MySpace <laughs> account, but I'm not a, a, a friend Whoa. of relevance because I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I can show, please, let me show you. So what is it? Is it is it Tyler Clark? No. What's your MySpace page? I'm not saying. Why? Because I don't use it. There's no, um, I, do you I realize the, if you got word out right now on the podcast, you would have 10,000 friends tomorrow? Okay. Tyler's email address is tyler at relevantmediagroup.com. It's kind of cheesy. Um, <laughs> it's uh, Tyleranosaurus Rex. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of perfect. <laughs> that is, that's great. Yeah. Why? Because Were you 12? Because <laughs> it's funny like that. All right, I got an item here. It's breaking news. <laughs> Your, yours is much better. Uh, it's just been announced that Coldplay is going to quit the music scene. That's the headline. 
and while I give you a second to recover, apparently the the band uh, had won a bunch of awards at the Brits, which is like the the UK Grammys. And after their uh, X and Y, their album was named Best of the Year. Um, Chris Martin went on to say that they're going to go into hiding. He said, people are fed up with us, and so are we. He then added, we won't see you for a long time. I mean it. It's going to be years before we have the chance to say this again. And the Coldplay spokesman kind of downplayed it and said that the band would take a long break after the tour ends in June. You know, Chris Martin's words were, it's going to be years before, you know, they're back. So go see them up until June uh, on their tour because that's it for a while, folks. Yeah. Um, so last week I talked about Willie Nelson, good old bio Willie. He's got a new song that he's just released, um, kind of trying to, to play up the hype from uh, Brokeback Mountain. The song is titled, Cowboys Are Frequently Secretly Fond of Each Other. Is, is he really, did he say it's because of Brokeback? No, it's, the song was actually written, it, it, um, he didn't even write it. It was written like 20 years ago. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, it was written uh, in response to the buzz generated by the 1980s urban cowboy movie. But the, the writer never did anything with it, and now Willie Nelson has recorded w- it. Willie so. Nelson was actually on the soundtrack for Brokeback Mountain, though. Mm-hmm. So apparently, cowboys are frequently, secretly fond of each other. Why can't I quit you, Willie? <laughs> insert your own Brokeback Mountain joke here. <laughs> did, you, did you ever... We're letting them insert. Okay, here we go. Oh, that was, <laughs> that was a good, good one. one. That's that was. Cowboy. Wouldn't have thought of that one. Gay <laughs> cowboy. Uh, Willie Nelson. Oh, did you Yikes. ever think? Did don't you, don't go, don't cross the line though. Next time. <laughs> too that, far. Yeah, that was a little you too, too far, too folks. Far. <laughs> folks. Seriously. Did you ever think that um, gay cowboys would be oversaturated? Like, did you ever think that there would be too many things about gay cowboys going on in your life? Well, well, we have the movie and we have a Willie Nelson song. That is that really? But I mean, it is, it is a lot of buzz. Like, yeah, everywhere, you know. I wonder, I wonder what the local... This. Two two things is more than I ever expected. <laughs> <laughs> a movie's a song is two more things than I thought I'd ever see. <laughs> About gay cowboys. <laughs> and that'll do it for Slices. Thanks for joining us, Esri. Thank you for having me. Next up, your feedback. The song you're listening to is Interpol's Evil, now playing on Relevant TV. We like playing songs about evil on Relevant TV. Mm-hmm. It's a very evil channel. God, yeah, God, Satan, good, evil, you know. Just stirring the pot. <laughs> Trying to make you think, just challenging your worldview, people. Anyway, it's an oldie but a goodie. Oldie meaning nine months old, but still a goodie. Check it out, Relevant.tv. All right, uh, this segment, we wanted to go through your feedback. Our special guest this segment is none other than our sales and marketing director, Kyle Chowning. Woohoo! Welcome. Thank you. So what is it that you do? Uh, sales and marketing, all day long. Uh, numbers crunching. What, what's, the, what's the big thing you're working on right now? Uh, big thing I'm working on right now, uh, spreadsheets for my boss. <laughs> <laughs> Here, so he's a see. great guy. I hear he's amazing, actually. <laughs> Whoa. That's what Cameron tells me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, last week we kind of flipped it up. We uh, reversed it, flipped the script. You guys asking us the feedback question, the editorial question of the week. So we have a few of your questions here. Here we go. 
So uh, Todd Garten wants to know, what's the hardest part about working in the relevant office and what's the best? I, I think the yeah. hardest part for me is the is the parking situation slash tension with our neighbors. You know, I want to do some bridge building over there at a at an unnamed neighbor. That there's constant tension, but that's tough. Maybe Let's we can bring donuts for everybody or something like that. Yeah, the the tension is that we we're in the back of a carpet warehouse, <laughs> and so every morning the morning trucks. Well, we're separated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not back here with the rolls of carpet. We're in the same building. Although occasionally they did, they did want punch one through our wall. They almost did yesterday too. Are you serious? Yeah, like I was I was back in design talking with uh, uh, Sean, Anna. and Anna like jumped out of her desk, and the whole wall like shook, and her monitors <laughs> the went wall flex. and went doo doo, and it, it was like it was like Jurassic Park, you know, like doo doo, like the T Rex slamming on the wall. Yeah, uh, last year um, nobody was back there, and all of a sudden a carpet roll just comes boom, right six feet through the wall, just punched a huge hole. And the, the wall. funny thing is, is that they backed it out and acted like nothing happened. Yeah, like we had to go over there and say, <laughs> "Did you guys know that you just put a carpet roll through our wall?" And they're like, "No, I had no idea." <laughs> I just thought the wall was squishy. Yeah, I, they didn't say that. I think the hardest part about working here is is uh, dealing with the fame that Tyler's getting. I mean, all the people coming through the office want him to give him a tour. They want them to talk about relevant. It's they just they want the private tour. Yeah, <laughs> the Tyler Clark experience, That's and everybody knows Tyler. So it's That's it's true. just getting bigger and bigger. And now he's getting a face to the name. We're all in Tyler's shadow, and it's very hard. It's tough. Yeah, yeah he's Mister. Is... He's Mister. Nice guy on the podcast. <laughs> Wait till you meet him outside. Well, as soon as these things are off, he's like, you know. So consequentially, I think the hardest part is is always figuring out what Tyler wants to do for lunch every week. <laughs> That's true. Well, you know, it's, it's hard because there are certain restaurants in town where I know that I'm going to get spotted. You know, it's, it's you got to you got to be careful. Have gotta you got to be careful, right? On the real, have you ever been recognized? Yeah, just it, like a week ago. Really, locally? Locally? No way. Yeah, um, I was at I was at a concert. Um, I was at a Need to Breathe concert, um, and a guy came up and um, was like. You Tyler from Relevant? <laughs> like he walked by once and walked by again and was like, You Tyler from Relevant? I'm you like, got the double walk by. Yeah. And I was like, Has Yeah, sure. yeah, I am. And he was like, Oh man. He's like, I love you guys. I love the podcast, blah, blah, blah. Uh, or no, 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 no. He said, He goes, I love those music videos. Those are hilarious. My wife thought it was really, really funny and I didn't live it down for a while. All right. That'll do. Um, <laughs> one question. <laughs> one question. Here we go. What podcast do you guys enjoy? Um, I like Morning Becomes Eclectic. Yeah, I don't. I don't really listen to any. I listen to a lot of radio, but I listen to like NPR. But I don't yeah. listen to their podcast. I'd have to say the uh, Radiant podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just to balance things out. Is there an artist? Oh, I'm sorry. That question was from Danny. No last name. Is there an artist you've covered or story you've run that you later regretted? I know HM Magazine felt regret for doing a cover story on Third Day at one time. That's from Steve White. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've been Kyle and I have been here since the beginning. There's probably our was our fourth issue. We did a movie oh, issue, yeah. and the the cover was Beyonce yeah. because she was in the Fighting Temptations, and it was just one of those. It was a July issue, which is the issue that we send to like Cornerstone and a bunch of music festivals, and it was just not a great first impression for a brand new magazine. Uh, if we had a, if we could call them all again, I'd redo that one. <laughs> we still hear heat about that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. didn't you guys do Beyonce one time? It was oh, two and a half years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Forget it. Move on. I acknowledge your profession. 
uh, that you aren't theologians, but I'm curious where you're coming from theologically. This is from Ryan. Do you consider yourselves Calvinist, Armenian, or otherwise? Do you believe about what do you believe about the sacraments, baptism, and the Lord's Supper? Specifically, are they means of grace or ordinances? Are you dispensationalist, and so on? Sorry if this is vague. Basically, I'd just like to hear a discussion about theology from you all because I've been reading relevant for for a few years, listening to the podcast for now for a couple months, and you never really talk about it. Thanks. I, I am a neo post modern Greek Orthodox. I'm just kidding. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I'm sorry if I offended any neo postmodern Greek Orthodox out there. How do you answer that one? Yeah. Um, we love Jesus. <laughs> yes, we do. How about you? All right. Moving on. <laughs> What's your least favorite movie of all time? This is from Jeremiah in Knoxville, Tennessee. Anything with Nick Nolte. <laughs> least favorite? Least favorite, right? Yeah. Anything with Nick Nolte. Anything. It doesn't matter what. If Nick Nolte's in it, it's my least favorite movie. I would have to say Con Air. <laughs> with, because of uh, Nicolas Cage? I hate Nicolas Cage. Though I liked him in The Weatherman and I liked him in Leaving Las Vegas. But that, I hate him in everything else. That accent in, in Con Air, well, I'm just trying to get home. I'm just trying to get a flight home. I Yeah, I know. It's like bad <laughs> high school That sounds theater. like the plot of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. <laughs> just trying to get a flight home. <laughs> Does it have to be a movie or can it be a show? Because I really don't like CSI Miami. Just say CSI Miami the movie. That'll yeah. work. <laughs> can <laughs> I say be they... cool? Okay. Oh, and yeah. then ironically, Corey Brasher asks, what's your favorite movies of all time? One of my favorite is Almost Famous. That's, oh, that's interesting. I, I would say The Royal Tenenbaums mm, and Rushmore. Waiting for Guffman. Yeah. Rushmore. Bottle Rocket. I got to go with like um, all those Carpe Diem movies, Dead Poet Society, and uh, Good Will Hunting. Shawshank Redemption. I tend to like movies that deal with like the heavy issues for some reason. Crime so. Scene Investigation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> CSI Miami just comes to mind again. Uh, no, I like um, like the movies that deal with heavy issues. I'm going with Garden State, too. I, I just named like nine, but... I like Garden State. It's, to me, Garden State does that. I, I know we saw Garden State differently, but I think Garden State does that. It like opens your eyes to deep issues of life. And that existence. was really one of those movies where I heard other people's opinions about it, and then all of a sudden like I would go watch it again, and I'll, and then the parallels just kind of started popping out at me. Yeah. It was really intriguing. Daniel Stern or Christopher Walken? That's from A.J. Gibbony. Neither. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the dark horse. I'm gonna go with David Stern. I'm gonna go with the NBA Stern. commissioner. I don't have an opinion because of the Wonder Years. Because he was the voiceover on the Wonder Years, I'm going with Daniel Stern. AJ also asked, uh, as you guys get older and are no longer twenty somethings, what direction would you go with the magazine? Would you make it a thirty something magazine and allow everyone to follow and keep sort of a familiar group, or pass it on to another twenty something? And how would you choose that person? I guess I'll have to answer this one. Relevance target age range is 18 to 34, though we feel it's something that it, it represents more of a worldview than that. And it's like, if you get it, it's for you. I mean, that's that's kind of the relevant mantra. We have readers all over the age spectrum, just typically college and up, though. I'm 29. Kyle's 30. You guys are what? 24? 24. 22. 22. Oh. You know, as a company, we will keep the people making the products, the target audience for those products. So the staff making relevant will probably always be in that 18 to 34 year old range. Um, so same with radiant and all that Our strategic staff our people kind of guiding the ship will age. Um, but the products won't. Um, but I guarantee you that when I'm 40, I'll still be wanting to read relevant, you know? So, you know, it, it is what it is. And, and rather than having the magazine change, 
uh, we'll probably just start new magazines. So there you go. It's kind of the question that Relevant's been asked since day one. Yeah. We get asked What everywhere. happens when you turn 35? Whatever. Irrelevance happens. Yeah. And that, oh, oh, when you turn 35, you're going to start a magazine called Irrelevant? <laughs> yeah. Man, that one if I times. had a nickel. <laughs> I love music and have been accused of having the largest, quote, guilty pleasure music collection by my friends since I have such an eclectic taste. What is your musical guilty pleasure? This is from Corey Brasher. You're full uh, of them, Tyler. Just go ahead see, and I don't feel, <laughs> read the list. I don't feel guilty about too many of them, but um, I would say I Kelly love, I love <laughs> John Mellencamp. Now, I'm from the, Seymour, Indiana, the, the home of John Mellencamp, so I can like the Coog. I love the Coog, though. Seymour, uh, Indiana? Seymour, Indiana. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we got the Seymour butts jokes all the time. Yeah. What's your guilty pleasure, Kyle? Kyle? Uh, I'd have to say that, that uh, I was listening to Seal uh, just the other day. <laughs> I also heard Celine Dion. Uh, yeah. Steve Green. Uh, Twyla Paris, actually. Twyla. Yeah. <laughs> Occasionally, I'll rock... Um, like some ACDC, which That's not I, guilty. Come on, uh, Blink One Eight Two. <laughs> I actually, I still listen to Blink One Eight Two because it's so uh, and MXPX. And like I still Creed. like. I heard you listen to Fallout Boy the other day. I, I did. <laughs> Shut up, Tyler. No, and and Scott Staff. I'm really into it. <laughs> Just kidding. So did. You, <laughs> can you sing us a song real quick? Oh. This is becoming a frequent segment. But, if uh, Scott Staff was singing the new Fallout Boy single, what would it sound like? <laughs> Dance, dance. Something like that. <laughs> I'd like to know who your favorite authors are. Relevant authors excluded, of course. That's Paul Barry. I think the last the last book, the book that I'm reading right now is Francis Schaeffer, which is kind of, I guess, a cliched answer. It's like C.S. Lewis, Francis Schaeffer. But I'm, I started picking up a book the other day called Ruthless Trust by ben, Brennan Manning. Mm, that yeah. man can write. Yeah. He just, he nails it. I like Tony Campolo a lot. Um, I like Nick Hornby a lot too. Very different writers, but Nick Hornsby, Bruce Hornsby. I like Bruce Hornsby <laughs> and Nick Hornby. <laughs> the pretty much the same guy. What, uh, Tim Graham wants to know what did you guys aspire to be when you were growing up? I I I got bit by the publishing bug when I was in college. I mean, before that, it's like I, I knew that I was I, I could do it, and so I did it. I was involved in the school paper and all that, but I didn't know that I wanted to do it. You know what I mean? And then in college, I wanted to do it. Um, and I started college like with the degree I finished with and it's the field I'm in and it's a very weird career path I think. So you're one of like 1% of America that actually does what they got their degree in? My pre-freshman whatever I put mass media communications journalism emphasis business minor that's what I graduated with and that's what I'm doing now it's really weird. Except the business part's kind of become major. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, the publishing, you know, is actually the emphasis. The business just kind of supports the opportunity to publish. So, anyway, what about you guys? I wanted to be a rock star. I'll be honest. You did. Uh, tenacious. Oh, yeah. Right there. Shut up. Come on. Uh, yeah. Tyler had a group in high school called Tenacious E, but it was before the band Tenacious D. It was like it was, so. How'd you come up with the name Tenacious um, E? Because our drummer's last name was Evans, still is Evans, and um, he was a, a very, very stubborn guy. And people, um, start, like his nickname was Tenacious E, for Tenacious Evans, and um, that's how it came about. And we were bad. We were really bad. You know, there's a rumor that there's a tape floating around the office somewhere. There's not. There is a rumor. Well, there's a rumor, but there's not a tape. Or is there? Or is there? No. <laughs> Jesse, what did you want to be when you were growing up? <clears throat> um, I guess when I was really young, it was astronaut, bas- basketball player, and explorer. 
but I don't think there's a big field for explorers <laughs> anymore. When I was a kid, I thought, man, I think they got it be done. great. There's a what big be, field right outside. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be great to be like an explorer? And I just pictured like dudes like hiking through the jungle. They don't really know what they're looking for. They're just exploring, and someone's paying them to do it. There you so. go. I kind of always wanted just nothing. I, I I set out to do three things. When and I you got it. I did. <laughs> they say if, you, say if you aim for nothing, you hit it every time. Apparently, I'm hitting it. Uh, no, I, I set out in college to do three things. One was get married, uh, own my own business, and then be a young exec at a upcoming company. And uh, and I've actually done all three of those things. So now what do I do? I just continue to do what I'm doing. I actually uh, had this, this idea one day when I was a teenager that I wanted to be a millionaire. Uh, so that's what I'm thinking I'm going to do. So that's next. Or recently, yeah, I don't in- know how you do that. Independently wealthy, I would like that to be a title one day, where I can hand someone a card and just be blank, say Jesse Carey, and it'd be like independently, independently wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then you also have a dream to just wear sweats all the time. Or yeah, something? that's part of the independently wealthy thing. Because if I'm independently wealthy, no one can tell me I can't wear. But they're like silk sweats. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a silk robe, but they'll be on top of like. Uh, There'll be like the the pants that are like uh, what are they called the Zumas Z- Zubaz or yeah something. the Zubaz and they're gonna be Chicago Bears like tiger striped <laughs> Zubaz <laughs> are they gonna have like the Velcro things on them where you like the guys who cook your food <laughs> yeah like the chefs at college campuses what does it mean for Christians to be relevant in the in the workplace that's Matthew J Adams take your magazine to the workplace. <laughs> Leave it on your desk it and let desk. God do the rest. Yes. Listen to this podcast at your desk. What is uh, very very loudly? Saint Francis say if you have to use words, otherwise just sit there. <laughs> um, the uh, that's my philosophy. Preach the gospel at all times, but yeah. necessarily yeah. use words. I will say it again. As we we talked about it on the twelve twenty podcast. The word relevant isn't about us. Mm-hmm. It's not about us being relevant. It's about showing that God is relevant to our lives, to culture, to the world we live in, even though maybe religion or things we see in American Christianity, maybe are there are aspects of it that are irrelevant. The issue is that God is relevant despite all that. Mm-hmm. God matters. God matters. That's it. That's what relevant means. Show God. Just live a Christ-following life, and there you go. Yeah. You'll do the rest. I, I Someone asked that question, and, and we got in discussion about it one time, and like, there's a big difference between being like savvy to like culture and whatever, like, and, and being relevant. It's all, yeah, like you said, it's all about relationships with people. That'll do it for <laughs> the reverse editorial question of the week, your feedback. Thank you very much to Kyle Chowning for joining us. And thank you for letting me be here. And next up, the relevant update. You were just listening to the Arcade Fire, uh, neighborhood number three. Uh, Video is playing now on Relevant TV. It's a jam. That's the jam. Joining us for this segment is designer extraordinaire Corey Westerhold. <laughs> right, right, right. Who you have? I feel like everybody who listens already knows you. Yeah. Because you you, you make it into the podcast every week anyway. I know, I know. When you came up to me today, it was it. It made my day, definitely. I went I went back there and invited him. I said, Corey, I have the opportunity of a lifetime for you. I would like you to appear on the relevant podcast. And I thought you were gonna Everybody say- erupted in tears. Just <laughs> erupted. Everybody was carrying Corey on their back. Go represent and us. I, I gotta I gotta be honest. Like I did not think that 
this is what it was going to be when you said it was going to be. Not that this isn't like making my day, but I just expected something a little bit different. So. What did you expect? You know what the studio looks like. We I sit here and talk know. into microphones. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> you, you're you here for the relevant update segment. Okay. So update us on what's going on in Corey's world. What do you do? What are you working on? I am working currently on Radiant Magazine with Anna, who is designer extraordinaire. She gets the title now. <laughs> She's amazing. Um, He's humble too. Don't don't you have? I mean, there, there's a listening public out there that feel that that has the impression that you <laughs> borrow music from people <laughs> that you don't pay for it. Would you like to clear that up? Yes, I would actually like to clear that up. Um, <laughs> I do check music blogs where they have legal downloaded MP3s for your listening pleasure that I like to listen to. So yeah, that to answer your question. All right. That's In it. other relevant news, uh, we found out last week that this little podcast you're listening to now is the number two podcast in the religious category at iTunes. That is the number two religious podcast in the world. <laughs> for let that soak in for a minute. Ready? We're on iTunes. At least. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> it's number two. All right. Woo. I kind of got tingles. Can, can, <laughs> <laughs> would you mind sharing with us some of the podcast? That are also in the top. Yeah, top 10, but below us. Yeah, exactly. You got your Charles Stanley. Mm. You got your John exactly. Maxwell. You got your TD freaking Jakes. <laughs> you got your um, you got your uh, Joyce Meyer. Max yeah. Lucado. So, uh, I, I want to I offer a personal invitation to Max, <laughs> TD, Joyce. Listen, if you guys you know, well, if want you need some to, mentoring. Well, if they need to boost their audience, their listenership, they can come on here and talk <laughs> about their podcast. <laughs> oh. We'll throw them a bone, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, this works really well for us because we actually all base our self-worth on where our podcast rank is. So <laughs> I, I'm, I've been sleeping much better this week. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if it wasn't for um, the Mosaic podcast. Yeah, Erwin, Erwin McManus is number one. And rightfully so. It's an excellent podcast. I want to issue him a personal <laughs> challenge. <laughs> Come over here and show us why you're better. The relevant Erwin McManus gauntlet. Probably because <laughs> he has gauntlet. actual content that talks about <laughs> things that matter. Measures are being taken to take him off the top, though. Really? Yes. Measures. Is there a, gr- a ground things, things are put into motion. Actually, anybody who's listening right now, you already subscribed, but we are pleading <laughs> with you. Alert your friends. Sign people up. Help us get to number one in the religious if, category. If we get to number one, can we throw a party or something? Yes. We will throw an iTunes number one religious podcast party at our offices I, I if don't know. you guys help us get over the top. And there may be some grassroots listeners who went to a party last year at the office. We had a band play, food. Was that last year? Yeah. No, it was two years ago. It was, yeah, it was, it was October yeah, of 2004. Yeah. yeah. And it was... A killer Slamming. Time. It was the jam. So now, now, I don't want this to be confused with, we will, on April 1st, we are working to have a Radiant release party. Mm. Downtown, mm-hmm. we're renting out a spot. I we're might actually have to wear a tie. No, no, no. It, it's going to be cool. cool. Yeah. Okay. And so we're, we're that's, that's a big party. So if you're going to travel across the country for a Relevant party this year, it's that party. Yeah. It's Relevant's three-year birthday. It's Radiant's launch. It's, all, it's the shindig. But if you it's just happen to be within a few hours driving distance, come to two. <laughs> yeah, I, I wow, feel, we're I shallow. Feel, <laughs> I feel so wrong. Pride cometh before the fall, but it's all in good fun. We literally will be the number two hundred <laughs> religious podcast, yeah. like by the end of next Thursday. Yeah. 
See, yeah, there, after- was, there was some glitch like in the <laughs> iTunes <laughs> oh, database. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we, this is a number two. It's number 27. Yeah. See, oh. we've been talking about boycotts for the last couple of weeks to where we've been giving all our, lis- all our listeners ideas, and now they're going to boycott us. But seriously, so. in all seriousness, get three or four people you know. Sign them up, you know? Just sneak into their house, <laughs> log on to iTunes, and subscribe. This is a dream. It's not hard, guys. This is a dream. <laughs> Please. Well, and, and also, thank you for listening. Yeah, that yes. too. You you really do help Jesse feel good about himself. <laughs> I think I'm getting some T-shirts up and say number two. <laughs> oh, people might, people might confuse what that means. That would though, be awesome. That would be awesome. People associate number two with different things. Maybe not a <laughs> podcast. Maybe other stuff. Number two, religious podcast at iTunes. That's maybe what like it is. Star I w- Trek. I would rock that shirt every day. <laughs> maybe like that guy on Star Trek, Jonathan Frakes. We're still number two. He's We're holding strong. Right behind us, nipping at our heels, is Chuck Swindoll. Mm. Insight for daily living or living daily. See, his is daily. I have no idea what this means, but number four is this is in religion and spirituality now. Melissa Gira's Whorecast, a work in sex. That's number four. Say what? Silence. Well, you know, it's not only Christian, this is all religion. Yeah, but is being a whore a religion? Maybe it's not how not to be a whore. A work in sex? Yeah, yeah maybe. I mean, it's ironic. Like the or maybe, maybe we're getting boycotted. Maybe just she, because of this discussion. Maybe she thought it would be really funny to stick her podcast in the religious yeah. section. Anyway, uh, number five is Simply Youth Ministry. Number four is Alan Watts, um, creatively titled Alan Watts Podcast. <laughs> number seven is Teen Mania's Battle Cry for a Generation. See, that seems like... I've never heard it, but it seems like it'd be really intense. Battle, Battle, cry. Battle cry. Battle cry for a generation. Ravi Zacharias, Let My People Think. I like Ravi Zacharias. Yeah. That's a cool name, too. Let Ravi. My People Think. Oh. oh, it's not Robbie. It's Ravi. Ravi, R A V I. It's not Michael. It's Nichol. Oh, here's 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 this. This is interesting. <laughs> this is like a split personality thing. Number nine is just thinking by Ravi Zacharias. Mm. It's like he's he's competing with himself. Oh. <laughs> you know what's sad is I don't see Radiant anywhere on this <laughs> list. The Radiant podcast is better than this one. <laughs> That's going to happen after the launch. People are going to probably see after the party. How amazing after it is. the party? That's probably true. Um, number ten is also Teen Mania preparing for battle. Not not to be confused with the they're battle so militant. They are very <laughs> yeah. militant. Oh my goodness! And then it it raising you know, up an it, army. It keeps going on. I'm not going to keep reading them. It's all hugs here, man. So, Erin uh, <laughs> McManus, you're on notice. We're coming after you. We're, cu- we're gunning for you. All right, other Eyes re- on the prize. Relevant update news. Uh, right now, the big thing in the office is the premiere issue of Radiant. We're working on it, and mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's, it's great. It's going to come out April 1st. Um, it'll ship to subscribers March 15th. Uh, right now, if you haven't subscribed, I'm asking you personally, please. He is go, on his knees. Go to Radiant. Right go to RadiantMag.com yes, and sign up because until it launches, we're offering $9 subscriptions. After it launches, we won't anymore. So if you've been thinking about it, if you're like, hey, that's going to be a cool magazine, you know, you've, you have positive thoughts about Radiant, seriously, act now. It would, it would help us launch more strongly. And the, the magazine's phenomenal. Um, again, I hate to say it, but I think it's going to be re- better than relevant in the long term. Hmm. Sorry, Tyler. Oh, boy. I'll pack my desk. <laughs> in, in book news, uh, we have two two really exciting projects that are in the works now um, that you guys will see in a, probably about a month, so you hear more about them. One's called The Revolution. It's a field manual for changing your world, and it is probably the coolest book we've ever done. Twelve leaders in different uh, social justice issues wrote chapters about these topics. There's information about, like, 
clean water or homelessness in the U.S. or AIDS in Africa, whatever. There's all these different issues, 12 different issues. And uh, the the content's amazing. There's ways you can get involved. There's ways, you know, you can help. You know, there's kind of behind the scenes what's going on to help change these problems and stuff. Um, the, the book is cool. It's small. It's cheap. It's it's a great read. It's gonna it's at the printer right now. It'll be out probably in about a month. It's very timely, you know. Yeah, it really is. Uh, it's one of the ones that I think we're we've talked more about in in the office. Just like man, I can't wait till that comes out than any in a long time. Postmodern Bible Stories is another book that's coming out. We literally just saw it today. It have you guys seen it? Yet? No, I haven't. Oh, for real? Uh, the designer saw it. It's it's awesome. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. It's a book of postcards that you can rip out and every postcard represents a Bible, a story from the Bible or something from yeah. the Bible. So the back of the postcard has the artist who did the art kind of gave their interpretation. It also has a passage of scripture that inspired it. And it's literally a postcard and we've never done anything so cool. It is really cool. Uh, I, it's tough to describe. We're, we're doing, it's one of those things that you have to see it to believe it. And so and, we're, we're and doing it's not like, just us, you know, it, right. it, it's, it was a huge collaboration, and there's tons of different designers in there, and, and kids artists, all their illustrators. They get to describe, you know, what they were thinking when they did the design. So you get the concept, and it's, it's awesome. Yeah, it it turned out awesome. Uh, you'll you'll uh, you'll hear more about that in the next few weeks as it ramps up to lunchtime. One other quick update: uh, everyone still continue to move over to the Katrina RelevantMagazine.com backslash Katrina. Not backslash. I did that. It's just a slash. It is a slash. <laughs> like Fabio. He got the slashy. What? I have no idea what I'm that so, means. I'm so Moving on. confused. But go there. It's over spring break. We've got it all set up. If uh, if you aren't able to go but you still want to be a part of the, the help, you can. You have an option to donate. So Yeah, we're trying to raise money to rebuild one house in particular. Um, it, it costs $15,000 to rebuild a house. It's a, a bargain. Uh, we're, we're looking. If you can't go... To go to relevantmagazine.com slash Katrina and, and click the donate button to just donate something. I mean, if it's a dollar, that's fine. Uh, if it's you know $15,000, that's even better. But any any bit helps. We really want to see um, this happen. And if you can go, if you haven't made spring break uh, plans or if you have and they're just self-centered and superficial, <laughs> um, change them and go down to Louisiana and Mississippi and, and help us uh, rebuild some stuff. We're partnering with Campus Crusade. And it's a week-long stint. There's four different shifts. It's every week in March we have a different crew going. It's only 30 bucks, um, and that 30 bucks covers all your meals and everything while you're there. Um, and it's something you'll remember for the rest of your life. So, yeah, I mean, just sign up. Go to relamagazine.com slash Katrina and be part of it. Mm-hmm. All right, well, the only other item for the relevant update is that Kara's in Israel, and we miss mm-hmm. her. Things are falling apart without her. <laughs> this is much more boring without She's her. She's the glue. She yeah. is the glue. She's the she glue. gets back late next week. Uh, unfortunately, probably right after we record next week's podcast. So I'm the tape. <laughs> She's the glue, and Corey is the tape. He's, you're the duct tape. The, not even duct tape. Like just that. Tape, just scotch. Like, scotch. Like a couple layers of like scotch tape that got a kind of nasty. Like it kind of falls. Got a hair in there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the scotch tape with the hair and the dust. <laughs> what, are you, what are you taping? I'm just a pitcher of water. Yeah, I just I. You know, I don't know what that means. I don't even know what that Tear means. it all apart, <laughs> just make everything kind of dissolve. All right, and before we sign off, we need to do the editorial question of the week. Here's the jingle. Editorial question of the week. All right, we're doing a thing in the print magazine that we need your help with. Uh, and slices in the next issue. Well, I guess the next issue we're working on. So it's actually May, June. 
We're actually doing a study of the top 10 cities for 20-somethings. So what's being factored in is economic opportunities, spiritual environment, social environment, uh, cultural, basically the top 10 cities in the U.S. uh, for 20-somethings. So we want some feedback from you. We want to hear from you uh, what your favorite city is to live in and why. What's unique about it and why is it perfectly geared for you? Like what is it about it? That makes it so special. So write us in at editorial at relevantmagazine.com and we will possibly use it in an upcoming issue of Relevant Magazine. So there you go. All right. Well, that'll do it for the Relevant Update. Uh, Thanks for listening. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Tyler Clark. I'm Jesse Carey. And I'm Corey Westerholm. (laughs) And we'll see you next week. There's nothing left to choose And here we go There's nothing left to lose Relevant Podcast Anytime, anywhere